0: This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi.
1: Watch uh, me, what are we doing? Yeah, like why am I here? <laughs>
0: you're here because um, you're not meant to judge a book by its cover, but that's all you really get on which to
1: judge a book. Plus some blurb. I mean, I wouldn't have a job if people didn't judge books by their covers.
0: Yeah, so that's why you're here. What goes into what goes into creating a cover that people can judge books by? Sorry. Hello. Welcome to Basically. (laughs) I am your host (laughs) Stephanie Preisner, and with me in studio today I have Carlo Gara, friend of the show. (laughs) Um, Is that your theme music? Claxon. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's, that's Carl's <laughs> claxon. And Carl designs book covers, among other things. And uh, I, I mean, I have some of the information, but I think everyone should know the information of um, what goes into the process of designing a book cover. Do you read the book beforehand? Or what information do you get? And, and how do you do it? Welcome to the show.
1: Hi. Um, wow. Okay, that's a lot of questions. So I guess... Um, how did you get into the job? I got into the job, I'm trying to remember, I was thinking about this on the bus on the way over here because I was working in editorial print design, which is like magazine layout and, you know, corporate brochures and stuff like that. And I think...
0: But if you go back before that, you were working uh in the student... Oh, I
1: used to... Okay, way, way back, yeah. So, like...
0: I remember living with you when you taught yourself over a weekend, you taught yourself graphic design.
1: Yeah, so I... Edited a student newspaper in college and we had a really good designer. She's amazing. lover. If you ever need designs done, go to CherylFloodDesigns.com or IE. I can't remember. Um, and she was our in-house designer for a weekend. But like it was so much work that I literally just had to chip in as well. So I had to teach myself, you know, the basics of Adobe and like you know, different design software in order to get the paper to print on a weekend. And it was hell, like, when you were living with me, like, we'd go two days without sleep and I'd come back on a Monday just like, ugh.
0: Remember one time you went to hospital because you Oh, that ribs- was,
1: yeah, well, that's... So, this is going to be a bit chaotic, so we need, like, a narrative to this podcast. Okay, go for uh, it. We'll come back to the ribs at a later days. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I was lucky enough that I could uh, sit with the designer every weekend and, like, just watch her, because like I didn't go to college for design training or anything. i I always had a passion for print design. and I always knew I'd get into like editorial design, but I never thought that I'd go into book design. And then I guess fast forward a few years later, like I was because I did my master's down in UCC and they had a newspaper and a magazine. So I was laying that out as well. And I was also doing some writing because, you know, I really thought I was going to be like, you know, just the biggest um, journalist in the world. Um, And then I got a call from the Irish Times being like, hey, someone recommended you. And I was like, they've read my writing. I was like, (laughs) oh my God. So I went for an interview um, at Tara Street Towers or whatever they call it. And they sat down and they're like, okay, so we need a designer for a magazine. And I was like, huh? And they're like, yeah, we've seen your work because it was recommended from someone I was working with in UCT and down in UCC. And... Because I'm me, and they were like, so what experience do you have in design? And I can say this now because I don't work there. But like I was like, well, I did a, just a six-month internship with a, a small little publishing house down in Cork City that I invented. I can't remember the name. It started with a Q. Corkus. Yeah. <laughs> small, little <publishing laughs> small little publishing house. <laughs> For listeners, Corkus um, is a huge publisher. And then I think I invented a magazine in New York that I worked with that year that I lived there. That I said that I was like an assistant. Oh, what on?
0: if they had asked for follow-up?
1: Fake it till you make it. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. You get the job. Um, they give you all the content to make a magazine. And they say, hey, we just need some illustrations. An entire magazine laid out. And good luck. So that's when you kind of just walk to the bathroom, lock yourself <laughs> in a cubicle and go. Whoa what have I done
0: <laughs> how long did you get to do it
1: to did you have any of the skills needed I'd, some I had some of the basic skills but like like I was working like the people I was sat down with in that office they had like 30 years experience each and had like you know masters and PhDs in design and topography and stuff and I was just like hi I, I like Helvetica I, I used to go to Ethan's as a child and just read the Italian magazines because I thought they were really cool um but luckily enough they I don't know whether they pitied me or I feel like some of them thought I was an intern for a long time. It they was were the like Converse. let's just allow him to fail until he's good. Um You didn't fail too much. Oh, so I'm really glad some of those magazines that I did at the start aren't available online. Like they're pretty bad. I've I've wiped them from my hard drives, like triggered. I
0: do remember one time you freaking out because an image of a book was overlaid on top of the review of the same book. <laughs> so like, you hadn't put the text on top of the image.
1: Yeah, yeah. There was a few of those moments. But um, yeah, so that's pretty much how I got into book design because while I was working in the Irish Times, did I mention that? Yeah. Um, was it your book or Caroline's book that came first? Um,
0: chicken or Egg? I yeah. think.
1: They were around the same time.
0: I think Caroline's came first.
1: Yeah, so I was at home working on a magazine. And I think Jo, our old housemate, and her friend Caroline Foran, who's a great book writer, she um, had a book cover and she needed it to be designed or she didn't like the designer. So so she just wanted like a pretty basic, like not live, laugh, love, but like they were really popular at the time. There were these posters just in like a big blocky sans font that people hung up in their houses that would have like vague one
0: little image aphoristic in
1: the statements and like a symbol. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I did for her. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's not COVID. Um, and they loved it. And at the time I was like, oh, I, I really, I've never designed a book cover. I don't know what goes into it. I read a lot of books. I studied English in college, but I was like this, I don't know how to do this. And you and Joe were like, no, you do. You do sure, it's just like a magazine, but it's like two of them back to back <laughs>
0: yeah, and, and a spine
1: and they liked it and then I did your cover
0: this so then yeah I got a book deal and I said I want Cahill to design the cover yeah and you were really weird about it you wouldn't let me look at the design so that so then the publisher contacted Cahill and then they were in cahoots the whole time and I wasn't allowed to see the cover of my
1: own book which was my own face it is your own face since your own book but like you weren't my employer you know and, and there's a reason that, like, the designers and the authors, they don't um, hang out together. They don't, yeah, we, we don't have cafe clutch. We don't, like, meet up and hang out and talk about what their book cover could look like, unless you're, like, a really. Once you become, like, I imagine Marion Keyes can say, I want a black square on the middle of my book, and that's, what hap- that's what's happening, like, guys. But then I feel <laughs>
0: like Marion Keyes' books have about 12 different covers.
1: Well, they do because she's in every country in the world. And they get republished and reprinted and it just like sparks new interest because every time she brings out a new book, she'll get new readers and those readers want to go to the old books, but they might want it like a fresh design approach that matches the newer book that they've seen. It's all cyclical. Um, So yeah, did your book. um, That did well. Did a bunch of, sorry, I just got a cramp in my leg. Um, Did a bunch of other books and it kind of just snowballed and...
0: What's the process? So they come to you and they're like, "Hey, so, we have a new fiction." Mm-hmm. Or what do the what information do they give you?
1: You get a brief. So it would be um, let's say author Stephanie Prisner, a uh, title why can't everything just stay the same? And what was that? It was very long.
0: Yeah, but just leave it at that. That's well, enough.
1: no, because all that text had to go on the front. Of the- <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay.
0: <laughs> so the book was called Why can't everything just stay the same? And other things I shout when I can't cope.
1: Yeah. So this is the title. This is the subtitle. Um, and you'll get, get a hierarchy, which is like pro- probably one of the most important things when you're designing anything, if it's a magazine, a book, a poster. And it's like, what is the shout line? What do we want to draw people's attention to? And then what is it that we actually, what is the message we want to convey? So you might have like, you know, I think with that book, um, we had the main title like a bit big at the top. But what was most important in that book was the subtitle. Yes. Okay. You know, because I mean, that was the main message of the book.
0: All the things I shout, shout when I can't cope. Yeah. Like yeah. that's
1: kind of what sold it because I can't cope. Uh, Won't cope. But also (laughs) me.
0: And then a picture of me
1: holding my hands up to my head. And then your face, huge. Like holding up. Because the pictures that came in were, it was a full body shop, like a typical memoir. And we'd played around with them a lot in hundreds of different ways. And they were all amazing because I'm great. No, they weren't. They're awful. But um. I can't remember whether it was a mistake or it all, like accidentally zoomed in a bit, like when you're like just fitting photos on the page. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, that looks kind of cool. Like she looks very
0: like she can't un-
1: cope." Un- What's the word? I don't know. Overwhelmed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. So you'd have your title, your author name, and then they might even give you some comps, which are like, um, "Here are pff, books that we think a reader of Stephanie." would also read because mm-hmm. people are very visual and they like their libraries to match and they have, they have like an aesthetic or a style that they like enjoy buying. And then it could be like, and it's a woman and her name is Aoife and she's 25 to 34. Like it could be like that specific of a target market um, or it's, you know, you're doing a gift book for Christmas and it's an older market. So that all comes into play with what type you pick the colors
0: do they t- so they don't tell you what
1: the book is about? Oh no, sorry. Of course, you no. <laughs> yeah, okay. You, you get you'll get a blurb on the book. You could get the book. Uh, the book not might not be written fully yet, but you could get like the first chapter or two that you could like read through um, to give you an idea of the style of the narrative, the voice. Like something might pop out of you, especially if it's like a fiction. Uh, and can you go
0: back then and be like, okay, so say you read the first two books mm-hmm. of Where the Crawdads Sing, okay, mm-hmm. and is you're like,
1: there a sequel? No. Okay, go on. Sorry,
0: the first two chapters. Okay. <laughs> you read the, you're read. you given the first two chapters and you're like, can you go back and be like, hey, so this marsh that she lives on seems to be a big theme. <laughs> like, yeah. is the, will I design around that or is this going to die after the first two chapters? Or they seem to be sending a lot of letters to each other. Is writing letters significant in this book?
1: Well, there's what you could do and there's what I do. And what I do usually is, usually there's like... You'll, you'll read maybe the first chapter and you'll have given, you've been given a brief of what the editor wants because essentially that you're trying to make the editor happy, number one, they're your employer. Uh, marketing, you need to make them happy. Uh, bookstores, because they're the people who are going to display it. And most importantly, the consumer who's going to buy it because that's like, that's the goal. If, so
0: the author is the end of the list.
1: Yeah, don't care about the author. No, of course <laughs> we care about the author. Um, the most important thing for me is I need to make something that will sell if mm-hmm. it doesn't sell it hasn't served its purpose i haven't solved the problem that this book cover was trying to achieve um so i will immediately when i get a brief i'll be like oh my god i know what is exactly going to go on this cover so what i do is i design that and then i delete it because that's really obvious and it's just it's never the one that gets chosen or picked so i just get that out of the way cuz that's kind of like um um an act of I'm trying to think of a PC word to say this.
0: Don't think it. Don't be PC. Okay,
1: like um, just design self masturbatory. <laughs> okay, right. Okay. Where you're just like this is great. I love this. But the thing is, when design book covers is, it doesn't matter what you like or the things that you think that people should like. It's what the consumer is buying. What the editor wants. What marketing wants. That's what I'm designing to.
0: Do they send you all their book covers?
1: Yeah, they'll send you some comps and they'll be like, these have hit the same target market. Or maybe if the book isn't written yet, but they want to... Because, you know, you you need to get stuff up online um, so people can pre-order and stuff. So you might have like a temporary book cover that would go in for that. Um, so they'll send you like, I don't know, if it was J.K. Rowling, I guess they'd be like, oh, here's Tolkien. Like, we feel like it's going to be the same market um. obviously you don't copy but like you get the vibe mm-hmm. of what that person is buying because I
0: feel like the original Harry Potter book covers were really bad like children's drawings they were but
1: like it wasn't with a big publisher I don't think who was it with oh well, yeah. they're with Hachette now but I, I don't know who the original publisher was but like she was an unknown author and that wasn't meant to do well it was oh, only either. I think it was only was it given to schools primary school I
0: can't remember but I just remember being like I feel infantilized
1: by these covers while I'm sitting on the train <laughs> reading this book currently or when you were a child
0: no like but, but like by the time the fifth sixth book was coming out I wasn't a child anymore I was a teen I was the same age as Harry and I was like they're still doing these hand drawings yeah.
1: but those hand. see I never look at anything and go oh my god what a bad cover anymore I used to but when you know the amount of work that goes into design, the amount of decisions, um, the amount of cooks in the kitchen, and there's definitely a reason why they did that. Because I guess a lot of their target market was. So you don't young. judge
0: it. You just think like, wow, well, I'm curious about how these decisions got made. I
1: don't judge a book by its cover. No, I, I'm I'm always curious about what decisions went into making a book. Um, like I like deconstructing them. So like if you, it's it's a really fun for me project to do. Like if I see something that I love, like if I'm strolling through Hodges Vigas or whatever and I'm like oh that's really cool like as in and it's usually something that I'd be like oh I wonder if I could do that do I have the ability to do that um so you just kind of try and break down the book backwards like disassembling Ikea furniture or something just to see because it it lets you know the decisions that a designer went in Give us an
0: example can
1: you An example Oh, sure I'm sorry I'm just going to pull I'm just going to pull up my portfolio um so here's one that's out at the moment. It's very basic, basically. Okay, so I'll describe what I'm
0: looking at. It's a book called "Louise" by Louise Phillips and it's called They All Lied. It's a white book and in the middle of the white book, not exactly 50, 50% of the way down, but maybe like a third, a third exactly, of the way down, you see um, a black outline of a forest and that underneath that is sort of reflected... So it looks like maybe it's lake or something because you can see the trees on top but then the tr- same tree as a reflection. And underneath that, it says they all lied in a very plain font in red. Also, her second name is in red, Phillips, but her first name is in black. So it's all just red and black and white.
1: And then underneath it, there's oh, some... Oh, that's enough. We don't need the subtitle. Okay, there's a subtitle. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'd seen... That was a big trend. Um, Maybe two or three year, Three years, sorry... The pandemic is deleted from my timeline. Yeah. So probably five years actually. (laughs) That was a big trend (laughs) in publishing was just um, textured silhouettes on the front that would draw your eye to one symbol. And that one, there was a lot lot of crime thriller books would have, but they were bold red, bold yellow. Girl on the Train. No, Girl on the Train is very different. Okay, sorry. We're not going to get into that. Um, And they might just have like some type of Silhouette of a knife or a rip or glass shattering. And just like one simple idea, because what's selling you is the author name is quite large there. So she already has a readership readership. dedicated to her that will buy it. So that's she's on top, which is usually where the title of the book would go. But because I guess the editor believes that that is what would draw people to buying the book. We're putting that front and center. Well, front and top. Um. so yeah that's, that's so those are the decisions so if you saw that and you hadn't designed it mm-hmm.
0: you go into a book and you're like that's really cool and what are the decisions like the backwards decisions like okay we're going to go with red because presumably it's crime and there's blood uh, why mm-hmm. a third why is the why is the lake imagery a third of the way down I'm a not...
1: third well there's like f- for me there's a... thirds are always great like if you ever look at um Any photography Mm -hmm. in uh, the Irish Times love doing it. Um, They'll they use the rule of thirds a lot, which is in to draw your attention to the subject. You just place them. So, if you imagine a rectangle and divide it into three, Mm -hmm. and you can use this for your Instagram. Actually, it's really good. It'll get you more likes if you place yourself. So, there is actually a grid on Instagram. You know the, the you need to place yourself on the line of the third. Okay. It creates contrast, which is great. Okay. It catches the eye. And if everything if everything's centered all the time, it's boring, it's monotonous. Sometimes you might even not even look at it. Like if it's just purely amazing, like symmetrical, like your so brain I'm... your brain is trained to spot differences, like as in and having something placed a bit off just draws the eye to it.
0: Okay. So that's why it's a third and not a half. Do you
1: it can be a half. Oh, when can it be a half? Well, I mean, rules are meant to be broken, so. <laughs> yeah, but you'd
0: want something else that very impressive yeah. then if it's a half. What if the book was called 50-50? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if it was called 50-50 and you went sec- 30-70. Yeah. That's a bold decision.
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like I haven't, I feel like if there's a designer listening to this, I probably haven't done it justice. There's lots of things that go into making a book cover. So you have... The hierarchy is the number one thing, which is like, what is being given most importance? What are we drawing the reader so to? So like
0: Louise Phillips there. Mm-hmm. Her name goes on top because she's yeah. big,
1: yeah. Um, then colour contrast. What emotions do we want to, you know, uh, imbue? What's the word? Invoke. Invoke. I swear, I have I'm a, a I'm the writer, you're the designer. <laughs> I don't have a master's in English, but I have some editors. <laughs> Covid has destroyed my brain
0: So while I have you, I'm going to take the opportunity to um, take you hostage for a minute and tell you about the merchandise that we are selling. We have notebooks and pens, which are branded with the basically branding and you should buy them. You should buy them because it's a lovely notebook. Who doesn't need a notebook? If you are a Headstuff podcast member, if you buy the notebook, you get the pen for free. It supports me. It supports the podcast. It supports the producers, the people who work on the show and means that we can continue to make these podcasts and give them to you for free. If you want to become a Headstuff podcast member, if you get a lot from the podcast and you think, God, I'd like to support Stephanie and the podcast, you can become a Headstuff podcast member for five euro plus that. uh, Or you can give more if you want to go to headstuffpodcast.com and you can click register there and you pick a podcast. You can pick up to three podcasts. If you pick three podcasts, what happens there is that the five euro that you're giving gets split between the three podcasts that you're supporting. Or you can pick just one podcast. Say you pick my podcast, then you'll get my bonus material for free and all of the bonus material for all of the other podcasts on the network. So it's a really, really good deal. Five euro, all of these special podcasts. So if you want to do that, do it. I'll be very, very grateful. The people who are in the community, the Headstuff podcast members are my favourite people. They support the podcast. They mean that you can listen to this podcast for free. It's five euro a month. I'm going to stop talking now, but I really appreciate your support. Thank you. Oh, and also, if you cannot afford to support the podcast, but you want to support the podcast, you can also give us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a good review or share the podcast with two other people. That's it. Just send the podcast to two other people who will listen to it, who you think will benefit from it. That helps to get our listeners up, which helps us get sponsorship. It's all how it works. And uh, yeah, I'd be really grateful if you do that too.
1: Bye. Hello, my name is Dave Coffey and I am the host of Phoning It In, the hilarious improvised phone-in show. It's like Joe Duffy's Liveline, except we make it all up on the spot. That's right, I get a bunch of comedians into the studio and they have no idea what they're going to be talking about until I introduce them on the air. We have just recorded a 100th episode special featuring 15 of the best comedy performers in the country. Go and check that out, binge the other 99 and become a lifelong fan of Phoning It In with me, Dave Coffey, right here on the Headstuff Podcast Network.
0: Do you give them the same, like, how many options... So say for it, my book cover, yeah. how many covers did you give
1: them? I can't remember. Like, I honestly can't remember. There's designs like some that I've done in the past. And <clears throat> sometimes in the book, I was in the bookstore yesterday. I was in um, Easton on St. Stephen's Green and I picked up, um, it was a GA player's book. And I was looking at it and I was like, oh, it's familiar. And I would never be drawn to a sports book. I've never seen or like played GA in my life. And I picked it up and went to the back and my name was on it. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. It was like, it's just totally blanked that I'd like made this book cover. But it was a while ago. Um, so what was the question?
0: How many versions of a book cover would you give to How a How long publisher? is a piece of string? Oh, Cottle, so, come on, give so, us a ballpark. So, so, like. Sometimes
1: you get it right. First time. Sometimes. Rarely. Very rarely you get it right. <laughs> sometimes. And those make up for the times where you get it wrong. Um, and are you getting it wrong? Or are they being like, hey, we really love this but Can we get it in different colours? Oh, yeah, obviously, you want to give them options, but, like, usually you might do... Like, they won't be perfect book covers. Some people would just... You might even just scribble on a page and be like, I'm going to put the header here, and they might just draw a circle in the middle and be like, here, a beautiful illustration of a woman, and this is where I'm going to put the title and stuff like that. Um, I prefer to work with... I'm very visual thinking, obviously, so I like to do a pretty good mock-up of the cover just for myself, so... It gives the publisher a better idea because sometimes if you just give them like little sketches and circles, they They might not be able to imagine it in their head. How much time goes into that, though? I mean, how long is the piece of string? It's um a lot, like a lot of time. It's it's a battle that I have with myself. Um, because say if this is just a hypothetical, say if I'm giving you two thousand euro mm-hmm. to make a book cover, mm-hmm. as a designer, you would want to make the best book cover possible. But then as a business person, because you always have to have your business cap on, you can't really go that much. Like, you can't be spending 200 hours, like, doing incredible shading on this cover if you don't have the time to do it. Yes. Um, So it's a balance between those two things. And at the same time, with the ones that you get lucky at, so, like, things like Caroline's book, I mean, that was, like, really, I think the first draft we did, they were like, yeah, that's pretty much exactly what we need done put back text on it print amazing and you get paid the same so that kind of compensates you for the see if i if i see books that i really like which i shouldn't do (laughs) (laughs) but if i if i'm really interested in a book or i think it'll do really well or i've read it and i'm like this is really good like as in people should read it i know that i'll spend more time on it or it'll it'll, it'll be more precious to me because i want i want it to look Mm -hmm. extremely nice yeah
0: but it's not your perception of extremely nice then that usually because you could have you made ones that you think are extremely nice that the publishers have been like, no, thank you. Could
1: you go The back ones to? that I like have never, like maybe I've no taste. Misha says, my partner, he says that I've no taste and I'm like, I have taste. You have taste. But um, yeah, usually the ones that I like are never selected and I fully understand why because maybe they're not as commercial.
0: Yes, but you do have very, like, as you said, I remember living with you and you would go into Eason's and pick these obscure magazines that they only had one copy of because nobody (laughs) else would buy them. Or you used to go and buy books that you would never read just because you loved the cover of them, but also nobody else would read them because they're some sort of, like, philosophy,
1: republished philosophy book from the 1500s. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a bit of a magpie that way, in that um, I love things that are just a bit disruptive and stand out and a bit different um, But if someone's writing
0: a summer novel about you know a heartbreak on a beach they don't want the colour yeah, to be disruptive some, and Sometimes you just need post-modern. a beach modern
1: and the silhouette of a woman in the distance holding I don't know a letter or something A letter or a
0: martini or a yeah. knife <laughs> 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 all, all three imp- I'd read that book
1: um, So yeah balance I think balancing um, time is if you want to be a graphic designer, like, you have to you have to be good with the whole time balance.
0: Which you're not, really.
1: No. Um Any other questions?
0: Not really anything else we need to know. Do you think people should judge books by their cover? I mean, do you? How important is the blurb?
1: It's kind of like judging someone with how they're dressed, you know? Like, if you come in for a job interview and... If you're dressed like this, Stephanie's wearing pyjamas.
0: I'm not wearing pyjamas. She's, she's
1: wearing pyjamas.
0: I'm dressed like Mel B. And no, Mel C. Whichever one is we used to wear Adidas. She
1: has slippers on.
0: I don't like. I'm they right? don't know. Calls naked. Calls <laughs> naked from the
1: waist up. Um, so if you come into an interview and you're dressed in a tracksuit for a corporate job, you're not getting the job. Like, you're either don't care about what you're presenting to the world. Mm-hmm. Or you're so confident (laughs) that you're just like the best that they don't want to work with you. And it's kind (laughs) of similar in a book cover. Like as in, you want to kind of fit in to what's on the bookshelf. Um, Like you don't want to be so innovative and unique and crazy. That
0: people don't know how to experience it. Yeah. But also, but it also depends on, so in your job, in how you dress for a job interview, there is a crucial element there, which is that what are the people who are hiring looking for? Mm
1: -hmm. They're looking for people that look like them, usually. Okay,
0: so if I'm looking for a crime,
1: if I'm like... Which is a problem because diversity is important in the workplace. Diversity (laughs) is important
0: in the workplace, but it's not so important in book design.
1: It can be. But, like, rules are meant to be broken. Again, this is, like, a weird concept. Is it the
0: se- sense that, like, if someone is very well-known, like, so say Marion Keys, we can take a risk because we kind of know you she's a, a safe bet.
1: You, you'll see it with um, Stephen King books a lot of the time. Like They're generally like that. They get, like, a, red, s- white and But black. Stephen King can get away with not having the title of his book on the cover. Like, that's how powerful his name is in selling a book. Like, it can just be... Stephen King and then... At, and- Smoky picture of a woman with glowing eyes, or something like you don't need to know the book cover, you just need to know Stephen King because that's what's selling it. And I guess what it is is what are you selling? Mm-hmm. That's that's the goal. What are you selling? <laughs> um, okay,
0: is it something that people can get into, or not really?
1: Yeah, I mean, I did, I lied my way into it. <laughs> <laughs> Would you recommend that pathway? Uh, no, if you are, you have to be really, um, Passionate Baldy There's not a lot of money in it Manipulative At the start Until you get good They're oh, mani- Not manipulative No you have to be Well I'll just say What I have to be I don't know what designers Have to be I can tell you What I have to be Um, You have to be Really dedicated So like as in You know like as in It's a lot of hours Um, You really do have to Grind a bit at the start Like you might have to Not work for free But work for What did you call it Peanuts yeah. I, I used to work for Peanuts apparently Um, (laughs) and
0: you did like
1: um because you're going to and you have to you're gonna have to learn how to fail upwards so like every mistake i've made in the past what 10 11 years designing like i've never made that mistake again ever and you're just i guess it's like every job like you're just slowly getting better and better and better and you have to be really just interested in the visual arts and it should be something that excites you Mm -hmm. and like you can start at any age maybe not if you're like 90 and you don't know how to use a computer (laughs) but I mean there's collaging so that's design (laughs) (laughs) there is scrapbooking that's design Um, Carl
0: puts up a lot of his designs on his Instagram where can they find
1: you they can find me at that's a very good question Instagram forward slash Carl O'Gara I imagine um, I'm booked and blessed so I'm not available until November
0: booked and blessed booked and blessed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> booked and blessed God's not available until November for any
0: of your graphic design needs but if you are a graphic designer yeah. and you are lo- he, he has overflow <laughs> you're going to get so much hate now I do he does have overflow so get in contact with him and send him some of your stuff and he might send some work your way Carl, you've been a pleasure um, you thank are you a pleasure thank
1: you for having me thank you for listening listeners
0: you're so welcome. Um, our music is by Only Ruin, our graphic design is by Carl <laughs> Gara. We were produced by Julie Hassett, and we are part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. See you next week. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member.
1: At headstuffpodcasts.com.